We're going to talk about Pidyan Shvuyim, redeeming captives. So the first source we'll mention is in Gitin, Daf Mem Hayamadalf, it's a Mishnah, Ein Poidinisashuyim, Yosr al Kade Demin. One does not redeem captives more than their value. Mimnetikun Hoilam because of the benefit of the society. Okay, the Gemara, um, in other words, the Mishnah basically is telling us that even though that according to the Torah, if a person was captive by captives, uh, so you would be allowed to redeem them as a high-level tzedakah at any price. However, the Mishnah is saying, but we can't, the rabbis enacted that you can't go more than their value because this is the benefit of the society at large, if not for, 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 for the, local, the Jewish communities. Now, the question would be, what exactly is the reason behind it? We understand that somehow if, if we're just going to pay the biggest ransom values uh, there are, potentially that could uh, bring a bad, uh, bad uh, fortune and a bad, it could be very detrimental to the Jewish community. But for why? So Gemara asks this question, what, what is the tikkun ha'olam, what is the benefit of society, this enactment that we made over here? Is it because of Dochaka de Tzibura? Is it because of putting, this will impoverish the community, meaning if we're going to make them be able to pay whatever the ransom, uh, the, the kidnappers will ask for, so it could just utterly impoverish Jewish communities? Or is it, Or is it because if we allow them to pay any price they want, it's going to be such an incentive for the captives, the ransomers, that they're going to make it their point of doing this again and again and again. And if we limit or we cap the amount how much we can pay, we could pay their value, but not more than the going rate, I guess you'd say. So then it's going to just cause that there will be other Jews who would have otherwise not been captive, who would have not been kidnapped, and now they will. there will be more of an incentive for them to uh, capture more Jews. So now Rashi points out right away that there is a practical difference between these two reasons. Because if you go like the first reason, because it will impoverish the community, on the community, the tzibur. So then let's say somebody was very, very wealthy and he says, listen, I'm not going to, I want to pay whatever they ask for. And this is not going to fall on the community. This is going to be my personal expense. Um, so then lechora seemingly would be, it would be allowed. Whereas if we say the main reason is because we're going to, if we're going to pay these enormous prices, whatever they ask for, way beyond what is the typical uh, prices for these matters. So then what will happen is that it'll just be another incentive for them to make big efforts to steal and kidnap more Jews. And thus it will be endangering other Jews in the future. So that's what Rashi, how he explains the practical difference between the two reasons. The Gemara quickly says, Come and learn that Levi Bardargo, he was a certain uh, wealthy man, right? He redeemed his daughter. She was captive by the she was captured by the by the, the Goyim, and he redeemed her for their asking price of thirteen thousand golden dinarim, golden coins. And thus we see that since it was his own daughter. And he was really wealthy, and he didn't go to the community to make it make them pay. Thus, seemingly, we see that he followed the approach 
that the problem is only if you're that you shouldn't impoverish the community. And here that didn't impoverish the community. It was on his personal expense. So it should be that that was the main reason. And it's not so much the reason that you're going to cause them uh, that it's going to cause them to be very, the Goyim will want to just capture and kidnap more Jews. So Gemara says, no. Dilma, no. Was, was, uh, this is from Abaya. Abaya says, no, maybe what Levi Bargar, uh, Darga did was not with the will of the Chachamim. And therefore, therefore, what he did was his personal uh, you know, thing. But if you would have asked, what's a halacha, they would have said he should not have done it. Like, in other words, it could be that, that that was the case. Not maybe, yeah, maybe no. But, but there's no proof from what he did that that defines what the halacha is for, for, the, for us. And that's how the Gemara here leaves off without really defining as to what is the main reason. However, in Tosus, on this page of Gittin, um, Tosus brings a question. It says, if we look on Kasubas Davnun Beis, we find that it says that a husband, one of his obligations, it's really a Kasuba obligation, really, is that if his wife was told, taken captive, he must redeem her and even if it's worth 10 times her value, whatever the value of any person is, but 10 times her value, he's got to do it. At least the first time. If she does it a second time, she's kept, maybe she's purposely getting kidnapped. You know, if, if. But definitely the first time, you have to pay 10 times her value. So then how can it be that the Mishnah here says that the, we don't redeem captives more than their value for the benefit of society. So how come in Kasubis it says that you could, they, they, he has to pay 10 times the value? Tosis answers, Shani Ishtoi, his wife is different. Because the wife is like the person himself, is like her husband. Thus, the enactment of not paying more than their value is for other people. But when it's you, you or in this case your wife, which is like an extension of you, then we need to pay even higher amounts. And then Tosis brings another Gemara and Daf Nunches um, of, of, of Gitin, where it brings, where it was a, a pinion shvim of a very, very high price, and it obviously was more than the typical expectation of the Kedai domain of the value of the person. And there, Tosis answers that, um, two different answers. Uh, uh, one is that he was a big Talmud Chacham, or potential to be a big Talmud Chacham, so maybe we could uh, raise the cap on that. Or the other answer is that it was after, during the times of the Churban Habayis, during the destruction of the temple, um, after those times, and I guess there was no big concern that if even if they would pay a high-level ransom that they're going to go and do more, I guess they did all their damage and they walked away. So now it was just either help redeem them or they will never be redeemed. So then you would be allowed to pay more. So that's what Tosis says. We go straight to the Shulchanach. The Shulchanach in chapter 252. So uh, this is in Yoridea. First of all, it's very important to point out that the Shulchanach, interestingly, not, I mean, what is to be interesting, the Shulchanach in, in, in this chapter says that basically Pidyan Shvuyim is more important of its tzedakah than any other tzedakah to the extent that if you have local poor people or Pidyan Shvuyim, Pidyon Shvim comes first. The, this is the most important staka. Ein mitzvah gedoyla ke Pidyon There is no greater mitzvah like the mitzvah redeeming captives. 
So this can be understood based on a Gemara in Bava Basra. On Bava Basra, Dav Chesam it tells us that the Gemara asks, Shema Mina, Mitzvah Rabbi, right? We learned from here how great, uh, based on the story over there, how great Pidyon Shvuyin is. And the question the Gemara asks is, Minahala Milsa Rabbi. From where do we know that it's such a high level mitzvah to the extent that you can even take money that was collected for other purposes uh, and, and you can switch it to, 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 uh, to use it for Pidyon Shvuyin? All right, so, so how do we, we don't do that normally. How could we do that in this case? So the Gemara brings that it's a Pasuk um, in Yermio, Perakut Tesvav, which basically says there that there's death, there's Mavis, right? There's Cherev, there's dying from the sword. The first death is natural death. There's Cherev, dying from the sword. Then there's Ra'av, there's hunger. And then there's Shavi. Shevi, which is captivity, being in captivity. And the Gemara there says that all of those four, as bad as each one is, the last one mentioned in the Pussy is the worst of them all, which is being in captivity. And the Gemara asks, okay, why, why, how do you know that it's the worst? So it says, I'll give you a sukim proof, or I'll give you a proof based on, um, based on uh, simple common sense. And the simple common sense the Gemara answers is because when a person's in captivity, there's a concern of all of the above things. There's a concern they could die naturally from just being in fear over there. There's a concern they could die by the sword at any moment from the, the captive. There's a concern they could starve them to death. They can do whatever they want to them. And of course, so that's why the pain that a captive is going through is so great of pain that the, we, we, we have such a mitzvah that overrides any other mitzvah. Now, if a person was, like, say, captured in prison or something, there is a question, does that fall into the category of Pidyon Shvoim? And it would depend potentially on what are the conditions of being in prison. Could they be killed in the prison or not? And it could be that in maybe some countries that's a possibility on a much higher level, but in places like the uh, United States and stuff, it's much less of a likelihood. And, of course, there's still misses to help these people, uh, oh, but everything depends on the circumstances. But obviously, when a person is held being kidnapped, where they could be killed at any moment, that is obviously fulfillment of the Gemara, where that is the highest level suffering a person can go through, and thus it is the greatest mitzvah to redeem such people. Now, the Shulchanach, I mean, Reish Nun Beis says, Sif Dalit, that as we mentioned in the Mishnah, we're not redeeming, we don't redeem captives more than their value, as the Mishnah said, because of the benefit of society. And now the question is, well, the Gemara brought two reasons. Is it because we, are, we don't want to impoverish the community, or is it because we don't want them to to get more and more Jews? So the Gemara Shulchanach says, Simple, the Gemara go, uh, Shulchanach follows a second reason. This is what the Rambam also does. That we don't want to pay these outrageous prices, or well, higher than their value prices, so that their the enemies are going to continue to do it and make a big effort to uh, captive more Jews. And then the Shochanach brings a person can redeem himself whatever price he wants, because the Takana was never on an individual to redeem himself, thus for his wife as well. 
Talmud Chacham we could uh, potentially also redeem at much higher rates than than what we normally would expect. Now the question and will will uh, the question which is okay what does it mean Yoser Mikdei Demein you're not supposed to redeem them for more than their value. How do we even evaluate what is more than their value? So there's a Piskei Tshuva, which is in uh, this simon in the Shochanach, Sivkat in Hay, and he brings two opinions. He brings the Maram Lublin, and then he brings the Radbaz. The Maram Lublin says, look, in those days, how would they value a price of a person? They would uh, sell, uh, people would still selling slaves in the markets, and they would say, the slave price value is this, and thus you shouldn't redeem them more than that, because, you know, Similarly, as we said, either will impoverish the community or cause them to steal more. That's the now the problem to understand that view in today's society is because the slave trade is very rare, only in very you know you know third world countries perhaps, and thus its value probably is not that much anyways. We um, have another opinion that Radbaz Chelikal of Simon Mem also quoted there. So the Radbaz says that nowadays that we don't really have slave trade, and he already lived many, you know, he already lived hundreds of years ago, he says, Kedei Damav today is defined by if, if there will be another person, like, you know, some random uh, normal uh, person who was captured, whether, let's say, Goy, what would the Goyim of their communities assume is the price that they would pay for redeeming a hostage? And that's basically what we should say, that that should be more or less how we define the prices today. With that said, there is complications because the post can talk about, well, that might only be talking about when we're just afraid that they'll just stay in captivity. But when there is a clear threat on that person's life that they could be immediately killed or that their life is in severe danger if they don't pay that money. So then there is a argument if we would still say that you don't pay more than their value. So the opinion of Tosis on Gitin Daf Nun Ches is that if you are clear that they, these people will be executed, if you don't pay the, the price of whatever they're being asked for, then you can pay more than their value and you should to save their lives. Some argue and say, no, this is like the Ramban and Gitin over there Maram Lublin also holds, no, you would still say that we don't pay more than their value. The main opinion follows the approach that if you know their life is right now in danger, if you don't pay the money, they will execute them, then you have to pay the heavy price. And that's what the Stechemed writes in Divrei Chacham, the end of Simon Ein Zayn, that Rov, Ruba, Deruba, Poskim follow this approach. Um, there is, however, we will continue in the next um, in the next recording with regard to what about if the request is made uh, you know, for switching terrorists or things like that where there could be more concerns as of course we will discuss that will be in our next recording